This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for June 30th, 2020. I'm teaching a series entitled Faith and Patience. This is actually part 54 of the overall series. I trust that this series has been a blessing to you thus far, and I pray that it will continue to be a blessing to you. We've been studying the life of Joseph, and this is part 54. Like I said, the title of today's message is Focused and Consistent. As a born-again believer, what you want to do is you want to remain focused so that you can become the man or the woman that God has called and destined and designed and desires for you to be. And then you got to be consistent day in and day out. You got to be consistently consistent. You got to be consistently the same day in and day out, which is what we've been learning about. This is what patience is all about. It's just about showing up every day, being consistent. God, here I am. I am who you call me to be. And I get up every morning with a spring in my step, with a song in my heart, with a smile on my face, with, with your purpose before me, and I am ready to make the most of this opportunity. Thank God for it. You ready? All right, so let's get into the message. Focused and consistent. James 1, 2 through 4, foundational scripture. The Bible says, my fellow believers, when it seems as though you are facing nothing but difficulties, you should see it as an invaluable opportunity to experience the greatest joy that you can. For you know that when your faith is tested, it actually develops inside of you the power to endure all things. And then when this patient endurance grows inside of you stronger and stronger and stronger, it releases perfection or maturity into every area, every aspect of your life to the point where there is nothing missing and nothing broken, nothing lacking in your life. And that's where you want to get to. Ecclesiastes 3 and 1 says, there's a time, there's a season for everything. And everything is going to happen in your life at just the right time. And then today, we are in Genesis chapter 43, and I'm going to read for you verse 32, just one verse. Verse 32, I'm going to read it to you from the Amplified Bible. The Bible says, and the servants set out the food for Joseph by himself and for the brothers by themselves and for the Egyptians who were with him by themselves. According to the Egyptian custom, not to eat food with the Hebrews, for that would be an abomination to the Egyptians. Man, there's a lot in that one verse. Let me just set the stage as we get into some things. I'm going to set the stage, and then I'm going to give you three things for you this morning. So let me set the stage. I want you to, to rid yourself of all distractions and focus in now. Three, let, let, let me paint the picture. Yesterday, we left off with Joseph storming out of the room. His emotions got the most of him when he saw that his 11 brothers were there and Benjamin was there. And he cried. I mean, he cried uncontrollably to the point where they could hear him in the next room. He cried because he loved them so much. He cried because of overwhelming grace. And I dealt with that yesterday. When he was done crying, he still had purpose to do, right? I mean, the, the thing was not done. You have to remain focused. You got to be consistent. So when he was done crying, he wiped his tears. He cleaned up his face. He, he regained his composure. He, got, he went back into the room, right? He continued the mission, like we would say in the army, Charlie Mike. And then he said, serve the meal, right? So he remained in character and the meal was served. 
But but it's the seating arrangement that I'm going to deal with today. It's the seating arrangement that bothered me. So now what happened was the, the, the text says that Joseph had a table all by himself. The brothers had a table by themselves. And then Joseph's servants, the Egyptians, had a table by themselves. Right. And so so the whole time Joseph is speaking to his brothers through an interpreter. And so he's speaking to them through an interpreter so that they don't know who he is. And so he's speaking to them through this interpreter and he can hear what they're saying. He understands, but he's, you know, using the interpreter and they think that he's an Egyptian. But when they sit down, the other Egyptian servants could not eat with Joseph. So Joseph had to eat by himself and then they were eating by themselves. And then the brothers were eating by themselves. Now, scholars say, well, you know, Egyptians were very superstitious. They had no social dealings with anyone from any other nation, and they could not even touch the knife of a Greek. Because what if that knife had touched an animal that they considered to be sacred? You know, they could not even do it. I understand what scholars say, but the truth is, I'm from Brooklyn. I just talk plain. This is prejudice, and this is racism, right? That's what it was. This is racism. Let's call a spade a spade. The Egyptians knew that Joseph was a Hebrew. He was a Jew. So he couldn't sit with them. The brothers thought that Joseph was not a Hebrew, so he couldn't sit with them. And so Joseph was too Jewish to sit with the Egyptians, but too Egyptian to sit with the Jews. So there he was by himself eating. He was the second in command of all of Egypt. He was responsible for feeding millions of people. He single-handedly saved the nation, but he was still not good enough to eat with the Egyptians. Joseph could not eat with his servants. That's how ridiculous racism is. And this is, this is you know, germane to today in the United States and the mess that's going on right now. So he could not eat with his servants, even though he was the number two man in the land. So what does this mean for you today? I have three things to share with you, and I know this is going to be a blessing, uh, blessing to you. Open up your heart. Three things. Number one, look at me. First thing, complaining will get you nowhere. I can't not stand complaining. I mean, you know, as a, we have four kids. And so when I'm talking to the kids, I'm cool. I try to be, you know, a good dad, a parent. I'm providing mentorship, parenting, all that stuff. But I don't know. I, I, I don't do good with complaining. I'm not, a, don't call me complaining. I, I'm not, I, I'm not good at that. You know, I'm not, honestly, that's a flaw for me. Don't come to me with that mess. Complaining is not going to get you anywhere whining and complaining and nursing and rehearsing, that gets you nowhere. Joseph went through a lot to become the man that he was called to be. He was betrayed by his own blood. He, had, he was forced to live in a foreign land. He was sent to, a prison, to, to prison for a crime that he didn't commit. And then even after all of that, when he was walking in the blessing and he was saving the nation, all of that, he was still, he was around people that couldn't stand Jews. So he, he couldn't even interact with them really the way that he wanted to interact with them. And he never complained. He never got depressed over the fact that he had to eat alone. The Bible doesn't even say that he got discontented or disgruntled or disillusioned over his treatment. He never murmured about it. He never complained about it. He didn't even complain about the fact that he didn't fit in. And listen, if you are going to do anything significant for God, the truth is that you are going to have to overcome significant obstacles. You can complain about it if you want, but that's not going to get you nowhere. It's not going to help. Or you or you can develop the patience, which is consistency required to keep, to keep going. Remember, the word 
patient, hupomone, the Greek word for patience in James 1 is a word that means the force of consistency. You, you have to develop the force of consistency. The key to Joseph's success was that he remained consistent day in and day out. And if you want to become the man, the woman that God has called you to be, you must be consistently the same day in and day out, no matter what. Number two, the key to pursuing your purpose is remaining focused. If you look at anyone in the Bible, anyone that God used mightily, study their life, right? The story may be different from Joseph's, but the struggle is going to be similar. The struggle is real. Paul was in prison over and over and over again for preaching the gospel. Matter of fact, he had to give up everything that he knew because God called him. He had to give up his whole life and everything he was comfortable with because God called him. But yeah, he could have complained about it, but he didn't. Instead, Paul chose to focus on his purpose and not his problems. And that's how we're supposed to live. John, you look at the apostle John, he was exiled to the island of Patmos. He kept on writing. He didn't allow his exile to stop him. He understood that he was called by God, so he never stopped. David was called by God to be the next king of Israel. He was doing just fine by himself at home, but no, he was called. So once the call came, his life went crazy. He, he spent 13 years on the run. He had to live in caves as a fugitive. Why? Because he was called. He was determined to be who God called him to be. He didn't complain about it. He just kept going. So if you look at the text today, Joseph knew that he was close to seeing the full manifestation of the promise. Yes, he went into the other room and he cried. Yes, he got upset. Yes, he was emotional. Yes, and listen, it was overwhelming. But at the end of the day, he wiped his tears. He cleaned his face. He regained his composure and he continued the mission. Charlie Mike, he kept on going. He remained focused. He went back into the room and he moved on. So look at me. Life is not always going to be easy. Listen, especially when you look at somebody and go, oh, wow, look how blessed they are. Yes, you see the glory. You don't know the story. You don't know the backstory. People look at Isabella and I today, they have no idea what we've been through. So life is not going to be easy all the time. Get over it. It's especially hard when you know what you're called to do and, and you know that you're not doing it yet, right? So you are in transition. You're in that moment like Joseph was. You're in that moment between your history and your destiny. And you're stuck in that moment in transition between your history and your destiny. And in that moment, you have to remain focused, focused, focused focus. That's what Joseph did. That's what we have to do. Listen, Joseph cried. I cried. We all cry. There's going to be times where you cry. There's going to be times where people disrespect you. There's going to be times where you feel like you don't fit in. Like, God, what are you doing with me? Why have you placed me here? I don't like it here. I don't fit in here. It's all of that. Yeah, you can cry. You can get emotional. You can complain, all that. And once you get over it, God still expects you to keep going. You are called to do something. Listen, I, I would love to tell you that once you're, you're, you're called by God, that it's going to be easy, but I would be lying. It will cost you everything. It may cost you everything, but at the end of the day, I would rather be who God called me to be than anything else. All I want for my life is what he wants, and I pray that you live the same way. Believe me, giving, giving up whatever you have to give up, especially comfort for God, is going to be worth it in the end. All right, number three and finally, last thing for today. While pursuing God's beautiful purpose for your life, you are going to have to deal with ugly situations and ugly people. Yes, God's purpose is beautiful, but people, sometimes people are ugly and situations are ugly. Joseph was the number two man in all of Egypt. He was the hero of the nation. His plan was working out beautifully, but he was still a Jew. So the Egyptians, even his servants, 
couldn't eat with him. I mean, think about how crazy that is. Racism is an ugly reality, and it raises its head from time to time. And right now in the United States, it's a major issue. But guess what? We're going to get over it. We're going to get past it. We are going to get through this thing. We're going to destroy. We are not going to allow racism to stop us or to destroy us. We will win. Racism is ugly, but it doesn't have to stop you. Their poison cannot stop your purpose. It did not stop Joseph and it will not stop you if you keep going. If you believe God and you believe the blessing that is on your life, the, the blessing can cause you to rise above, above every challenge, including racism. See, walking and living by faith is not always comfortable. Sometimes the blessing, the favor of God is going to cause you to walk into rooms you don't want to walk in. But sometimes the blessing, the favor of God is going to cause you to operate in realms that you're not comfortable operating in. You may not look like them. You may not sound like them. You may not fit in. You don't have the same background. You don't have the same education. And you're like, God, why am I here? You're here because God sent you there and you are there to make a difference. You're not there to fit in. You're there to make a difference. You're, you're not there to take sides. You're there to take over. God sent you there to win. So open up your heart to whatever God wants to do in that situation. See, the peace of God can give you the internal fortitude that you need to remain stable, even in uncomfortable situations with supernatural strength, with supernatural stability. God did not call you to comfort. God called you to purpose. And as a born again believer, you got to pursue your your purpose, even if you're in an uncomfortable situation, even if you're dealing with ugly situations and ugly people, you still have to remain the same. That's what God called you to do. You got it? Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and say this. Say, Father, I know your hand is upon my life. Your favor goes before me like a shield. You bless me to prosper everywhere I go. You lead me to positions <laughs> that I've only dreamed of. But those positions mean that I sometimes get placed in uncomfortable situations. I will not allow the position to determine my disposition or my actions. Your blessing upon my life enables me to remain focused, consistent, and pleasant even in unpleasant situations. I am not moved by ugly people. <laughs> I'm not moved by ugly situations. I am focused and consistent. Living this way, I know that greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. Please apply it and Prosper. If you're not getting these messages, go to todaysword.org, put in your email address there, click on the subscribe button, and you're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. This is a message you might need to watch again. This is a message your friends need to watch. Share this with everyone everywhere. Call somebody. Say, girl, you need to watch this thing. I'm going to send it to you. Text it to them. Listen, share this message. This is a message that we all need. We got to remain focused and consistent. If this message has been a blessing to you, leave me some comments in the chat and then share this message on your social media, on your timeline with your friends. Go into this day knowing that God has called you to be pleasant, even in unpleasant situations. So just keep going and remain consistently the same. I love you and God loves you more. I'll see you tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. God bless you.